following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's time now for the MSP North podcast with Brady McAtemney and Blaine Keller covering high school sports all across Montgomery and Robertson counties. Now, here are your hosts, Brady McAtemney and Blaine Keller. Hey, welcome to the MSP North podcast, Brady. It's uh, It's been a crazy week, been a wet week, but uh, glad to be here today. Oh yeah, well, real wet week. I know I've had plenty of games canceled. I know you have as well. It's been feels like forever since I've been able to get to a game. I was on a uh, I was out of town this past weekend, Monday and Tuesday. We got washed out, so I'm definitely chomping at the bit to get back at some of the fields. You know that that brings me back to something I saw over the weekend. You're celebrating a birthday. Happy late birthday to you! But uh, did you actually you. meet Cooper Cup over the weekend, or was that some lookalike? No, that was actually a, a pretty close lookalike that we met in uh, in Memphis. Um, you know, I don't think Cooper Cup spends his uh, off seasons in Memphis at uh, on Beale Street, but uh, no, that was that was a pretty fun lookalike. But uh, no, that, that you know, it was it was a good it was a good weekend. We got to go to the world famous uh, Bass Pro Shops Pyramid. Um, I, I'm not sure if many of our uh, listeners have been there, but. Um, I would highly recommend it. Uh, I got myself a nice uh, $5 trucker hat. I uh, got to go atop and see the uh, beautiful skyline of Memphis, Tennessee. And you mentioned, you know, in a meeting we had earlier last week or this week, I suppose, that it reminded you a lot of Detroit, right? I mean, what, what kind of stuck out yeah. to you over this weekend? Yeah, it just kind of had that uh, – Detroit of the South feel a little bit to it. Obviously, people who know me know that uh, I, I, I rep uh, the city of Detroit pretty hard. Being um, a guy from Michigan, I've actually, you can see, I've got my uh, my Tiger shirt on here. Um, yeah, it just kind of had, you know, um, there, you know, there are some there are some bad ways it can be a little similar to uh, Detroit, um, but it had kind of that character. You know, it had that kind of um comeback character that kind of some of the parts were run down some of the parts you could tell were making big time comebacks some of the parts had a lot of a charm and character to it um a lot of good food as well which is something that uh, both those cities have in common so uh, it was really cool but uh yeah it was it was, it was definitely a, a great way to uh, celebrate my 25th birthday my uh, quarter quarter uh, century crisis <laughs> quarter life crisis there i i think that's in a John Mayer song. So uh, shout out to John Mayer there. Um, but we've yeah. got a, a great show paired for you this week. Uh, you know, Chad Broderick, White House Heritage football coach, will join us after the break here. But let's start with one big headline in the North. Uh, Mark Reeves, the new TWSAA executive director, lifelong Springfield native, Springfield high school graduate, former Springfield wrestling coach, Springfield assistant coach, and an administrator at East Robertson too. This guy's done a lot for Robertson County, and it's great to kind of see him get this opportunity to be the fifth director, I believe, in TSSAA history. Yeah, it's really cool for the community of Springfield. Um, obviously, Bernard Childress was a, a great advocate for sports in Tennessee. He's done an incredible job as the uh, head of TSSAA, but Mark Reeves is, um, I mean, he was unanimously chosen to be Bernard, Bernard Childress's uh, next man up. So um, super cool for the community of Springfield. Obviously not 
the biggest area in Tennessee. So for them to have someone, but they're a very proud community. That's a community that people are proud to be from, proud to root for. So having a guy at the, at the very top of the TSSAA hailing from there is, is very cool. And you did a really good story on them um, or on, on, on Mark and uh, his involvement with the community. Um, you know, this is a guy who's very close with Dustin Wilson, of course, a, a, a huge figure in Springfield, um, as the athletic director and football coach for the Yellow Jackets. Um, so his connections to the city, um, you know, maybe he can get them out of playing all the Clarksville schools in basketball season, maybe get them a little bit of a uh, easier football schedule. No, I'm kidding. Um, but it, it is very, 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 very cool for Springfield. Yeah, you know, I talked with Mark earlier this week, I believe, and two of his kids, Garrett and Connor, wrestle, fish, and play baseball um, and golf. They golf as well at Springfield. So very involved, even as his kids. And I asked him what his kids' reaction was. You know, how, how did they kind of respond to hearing that news? And they said that whenever they first kind of saw each other after the news, they thought that it was fake. They thought it wasn't real. Uh, so <laughs> it, it almost sounds like something that was either really well hidden under wraps or, you know, just something that maybe people weren't expecting. Um, I know whenever I first saw the headlines that Bernard Childress was stepping down, I think that was a bit of a, a surprise. But, again, just a, a great thing, you know. And you mentioned Dustin Wilson, you know, really talks about SBT brand a lot. And, uh, you know, having a guy who's ahead over all of the sports in the state is definitely a good landmark or a good significant factor, I guess, for the city of Springfield and Robertson County. Yeah, you, you mentioned his kids thinking it's fake. That I mean, that I, I think that's got to be a, a show of how well that they had that thing hidden. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible. If even his own kids, you know, probably two of the people he spends most of the, his time with had had no idea. Um, but you said they fish for Springfield. Do they have a fishing team? They do. It's not um, TSSAA regulated, but it is kind of something that Springfield does. You know, it's a it's a local community and. I don't want to get this wrong, but uh, Logan Nooner, who is a, a former student, I think a Springfield graduate, I believe he started it a couple of years ago. Uh, again, it's just kind of something that is more of a club, I suppose, but it is okay. something where, you know, they kind of go out and they compete. You know, I, I don't know how you compete. I guess it's the size of the fish or how many fish you grab. I, I've obviously only went fishing once, and I have no clue what, what I'm – you know, what I sound, you know, how competitive fishing works there. So, yeah, I haven't been fishing in a while. Um, and if I did go now, I'd probably be a little bit squeamish to even uh, hook the worms onto uh, onto the line. But, hey, Springfield Fishing Team, if you're listening to this, come on and talk to us because we clearly have no clue what we're talking about with the fishing team. Like, do you guys score based on, you know, the size of the fish? You know, do you get extra points if it's – uh uh, a catfish go and if it's a yeah. a big old sea bass or something i'd i'd love to know so you're listening to this we got we got we can make room on the show for you guys yeah the, next week stay tuned we'll try to get a springfield fishing coach on board i don't even know if they have a coach honestly i'm not sure it's it's probably some volunteer if it is a coach but you know it's again just nice to see those two that entire family really heavily involved with Robertson County and Springfield and uh, their dad getting the opportunity to be the new TSSAA executive director. Yeah, without a doubt. So um, we're going to head to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking 
to uh, the head coach of White House Heritage Football. So stay tuned for that. And of course, later on, we're going to get into our one thing, our performance of the week, and our games of the week. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Nobody covers high school sports like Main Street Preps, bringing you hyper-local coverage of the teams and athletes in your backyard. Wherever your Main Street is, we've got a podcast for you. From the Sumner County Sports Podcast with Zach Womble, Casey's Take on Sports with Dixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange's sports reporter, Casey Patrick, the MSP North Podcast with Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller covering Montgomery and Robertson Counties, to Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier. Find your Main Street sports news from MainStreetPreps.com and don't forget these podcasts dropping weekly on these Main Street media social platforms and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the host of the MSP North Podcast, Here's Brady and Blaine. 
Welcome back to the show, guys. Man, how, how about that ad read? We got so many great podcasts around the area. I'm not just saying that because they're my friends and coworkers, but, um, you know, Casey, we love to see him get riled up to, talking about his takes. Obviously, Russell and Tyler are experts all across Middle Tennessee. And Zach, uh, you know, he knows what he's talking about in Sumner County. He's, he's a funny guy as well. So uh, if you like us, you'll love to uh, listen into those guys. Uh, shout out to the man behind the madness, JP, producing all these shows. That I know I probably couldn't even produce this by myself. So, you know, quick shout out to him as well. Just a great team and, you know, so, so many great content pieces coming out each week. Absolutely. Thank you, JP, and everyone else involved. But uh, what do you say we get into our first interview of the show, first and only interview of the show this week? Uh, that's how you know it's special. We are talking to Chad Broderick, head coach of the White House Heritage football team. Chad, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? Doing great, Coach. You know, it's it's great to see you back in Robertson County. I announced, I believe, last week as the new head coach of the White House Heritage Patriots after spending a couple of years at, at East Robertson and Gallatin. Uh, you know, we talked a little last week, but, you know, just talk to me about not being able to really stay away from Robertson County and coming back to this community. Yeah, I mean, White House, you know, the whole town is just a special place and um, Robertson County Schools. Um, really enjoyed my time there. So really just a fit for me. I've always I've lived in White House my whole life. Um, on both sides of the county. I lived in Robertson, Sumner Counties, and um, it's just a great place, great place to raise your family and um here just seems like a great school to be a part of, so we're really excited. Yeah, you say great place to raise your family. Are you gonna have uh kids that are gonna be being in the uh heritage school system? Yeah, my son will be in first grade next year and um he'll be going there, my daughter's next year and then we've got twin boys that just turned one so we've got a whole slew of coming through school <laughs> a lot of, lot of future uh, patriots coming through huh that's right yeah well coach whenever awesome. you talk about you know being in the roberts county school system and, and spending a lot of time as an assistant and head coach whether it be at east robertson gallatin or now white house heritage when people ask you about robertson county football based off your experience what do you tell them yeah, I mean, I think just in general in Robertson County, you just got great kids. I mean, every program in Robertson County has had, you know, different levels of success, but they've all had success, um, which just tells you it's a good county in general and um, a place where you can win and, you know, like I said, raise the family or enjoy the county you live in. But it's just been a hard-nosed group of kids everywhere I've seen. Um, so I think it's a place where you can have success. And like I said, it's really been a lot to my family. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure how much you've uh, gotten into some of the nitty-gritty details of the upcoming season, but you guys have a, a pretty big region with a lot of good competitive football teams. Obviously, uh, Heritage's rival, White House is in there, teams like Fairview. Um, what have you seen from some of those schools, or what do you know about some of those schools that you're going to be going up against on a yearly basis? Yeah, I've watched um... – all their games from last year. So try to get familiar with, you know, who we're playing and, and in terms of offensively what they do and special teams and defensively. So um, looks like a lot of really good football. And obviously, like you said, it's, it's a competitive region where you feel like any team, you know, has a chance to win it. Um, so we're going to have to play where uh, we're Friday night to have a shot. But, um, you know, just seeing a lot of different stuff. There's a lot of different teams um, within the region. Um, it's a big revival as well. So, um, be a lot of challenges, but we're really excited for those challenges. 
And even on top of that, you know, I'll add on Stewart County as well. You know, a team that had a lot of success a couple of years ago. It's really a very competitive region, and it was last year with even that fourth spot, you know, really coming down to the wire there in those past couple of weeks. But, but, Coach, whenever you get hired, you know, just a, a few weeks before the end of the school year, it feels like the spring is wrapping up so rapidly. In your mind, how do you and your, your staff that you're assembling respond to the quick turnaround of being hired? and trying to compete in that first year with the Patriots. Yeah, I think, you know, right now I'm just trying to set the expectation um, within our program, you know, and Coach Dickens has done a great job, and the staff has done a great job, and but everybody's a little bit different. So, you know, there's transition there right now of, you know, this is kind of what I expect, and, it's, you know, obviously it's going to be a little bit different. So we're just trying to do that right now, and but the kids, have been working really hard, so I'm proud of them. And um, we're trying to start installing um, offense and defense this week as well so we can, you know, have spring practice and know what we're doing out there. Um, we're starting spring practice in two weeks. So, you know, like you said, it's coming up quick and there's not a lot of time, but there's there's no excuses either. So um, we've got to get it done. And then, you know, we're just going to take a deep breath after spring. Um, you know, and then you've got summer. And there's really plenty of time to get stuff done. You just feel like you're cramming a lot of stuff in right now with, with parent meetings and list of times and just getting to know the kids in general. So, uh, but it, it's been really exciting and the kids uh, have done a great job. Yeah. How have those uh, initial parent meetings going uh, have, or, sorry, I tripped over my words a little bit there. How have those initial parent meetings been going? Uh, how, how, like how have uh, responses been to meeting those parents? Uh, you know, are, are things going well? Are you kind of getting a uh, kind of a good read on uh, this community? Well, um, our, our first parent meeting is Monday, so we haven't had it yet. Um, okay. But, you know, I've lived in White House my whole life and know um, a lot of people in the community, and I just know it's a great town, great people. So, um, you know, I don't think there'll be many issues. I think the parents will be supportive and great. We've always got to treat their kids right, um, love their kids, and, and do right by their kids. Um, but we're going to make sure we do that. So, you know, I think it'll be pretty smooth, and um, I think the parents will be great and supportive. Well, bouncing off of Brady's question there, what are you hoping to see from that player and parents meeting uh, April 18th, this upcoming Monday? If you have any expectations going into that, you know, what, what are you hoping to hear from players and parents for maybe the first time? Um, I'm really just looking forward to meeting them um, in terms of the parents, but really I'm having it more to get information to them. I know they're, you know, wanting to know about, you know, summer schedules and, um, you know, even even in season schedules in terms of when we'll be doing practice or when are we practicing, and um, so really we're having more to get information to them and then get information back to them in terms of just you know important stuff we got to have. But you know, obviously I'll meet them and talk to them um, individually as well. So, but really just information both ways, just trying to make sure we get everything done that we need to get done. And coach, last Absolutely. question I've got for you here: if you have any expectations. You know, we've talked a little bit about getting prepped for the spring, taking a deep breath, getting ready for the summer, and then, you know, just in a, in a few months, you've got a, a season starting again. What are you hoping to accomplish in year one if if you and your staff and your players have discussed that at this point? Yeah, the only thing I'm ever going to try to accomplish is make our program the best it can be, which means as coaches um, and players, um, we got to be our best in everything that we do. So that's my goal. Whether that's 0 and 10 or 15 and 0, um, my goal is for us to be our best in everything we do. And that, that means English class. Um, that means out in the community. That means obviously in the weight room. 
Um, anything we're doing, I'm challenging them to be their best. At, which is really hard to do. You know, none of us are perfect. Um, but I think if we strive for that, you know, we've got a chance to do special things here. But um, my only goal is to make everything the best we can make it um, so the kids have a great experience. All right, awesome. Well, Chad, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, enjoy this uh, that's this whirlwind that's about to come up with spring and summer practices, meetings, and all of that. And uh, we look forward to seeing you making your uh, debut wearing the uh, red, white, and blue for Heritage coming up this summer, uh, this fall. Yeah, well, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, thank you. All right, so uh, we're going to take one more break, and then when we come back, we're getting into our One Thing segment, our Game of the Week, and our Performance of the Week. Nobody does what Tennessee's doing. It is, it is incredibly hard to perform at that level, much less replacing the players Tennessee replaced. I think everything pointed to, if you know the way the league usually works, you can kind of guess that to say, well, they were this last year, they lost that, they gained that. You know, you can usually peg them in a range where you're pretty sure that it's going to fit at the end of the year. What they have done is mind-blowing. And I've never seen a team doing what they're doing right now. I have seen some of Tim's teams do this before, where you get to the midseason point, you, you just don't know where the, this team is going. You're not even sure if it's, it's you know, good or great. You don't know what it is. And then the season, he's pushed all the buttons. Um, and, and, you know, they've won a national title or something like that. We've seen that happen before. I, I don't know. Um, and the thing is that makes it so tough is I don't understand their offense right now, though. I, I don't get – you know, you watch them three weeks ago. They're coming off they're, – they're on an 18-game winning streak. And, and number 18 was 10 nothing over South Carolina in its building on Friday night. You can tell the angst is through the roof with league executive coaches. I mean, I first of all, I cannot relate, but everyone is on the edge of their seat just trying to get ready for this game coming up against the unknowns. I think we as a people give ourselves too much credit. Listen, my dad yes. is probably the worst driver on the planet, right? So when they come out with self-driving cars right one day, down. he's going to he's going to buy one. And it, <laughs> and there's that mindset, right? Everyone's like, I would never have a car drive for me. What if it malfunctions? It's like, I, I, I drive in Nashville traffic every single day for like three hours i see how terrible human drivers are i think people give themselves too much credit so they're like oh the ball and the chip will mess up no it won't and if it does it'll be like a one-time thing and it'll be fixable as we bring in the voice of the blue raiders chip walters who sits in our studio today and that was awesome. <laughs> i hope you will clip that out i hope you heard that uh, <laughs> That was great. I was sitting here in my room laughing out loud at <laughs> Kristen Mo. Kristen was a great time, man. I, I always love getting on there and, and catching the highlights. Um, but uh, let's get into uh, the rest of our show for today. Um, Blaine, why don't you kick us off with our one thing segment for today? Absolutely. You know, and, and we'll start off with a Greenbrier player, yet another one heading to Rocky Top on Monday. Uh, Nathan Robinson, defensive end, three-star athlete. 
and a top 40 defensive lineman in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, announced his commitment to Tennessee. He had finalists of Kentucky and Ole Miss, and he'll join teammate at Greenbrier, Derek Taylor, who's walking on at Tennessee this year. Just a couple of great athletes, a couple of great football players that have decided to stay local with Coach Josh Heupel's program. That's right. And uh, looking at my first one thing of the day, um, this is a game that you were at, seeing uh, Clarksville beat Springfield, two very, very good softball teams this season. Uh, it's about as good as a pitching matchup can get between Emberly Nichols at CHS and Bria's Mundy at Springfield. Um, that game was 0-0, I think, going into the seventh inning until Emberly Nichols, of course, the pitcher, the star of CHS this year, hit a two-run walk-off home run. So, uh, Clarksville takes that game one against Springfield, and uh, I, I can I can imagine that it won't be the last great game that those two teams play this season. You know, you mentioned it. Emberly Nichols last week, you said, was just a dominant force, and she's just continuing to do that. I think seven, her first seven starts or her first seven appearances have all been shutouts, so just absolute dominant, dominance from the Austin Peay mm-hmm. commit. Uh, on the other side, let's go baseball. White House Heritage has one heck of a one-two punch so far this season in Cooper King and Jonathan Mooney, two guys with a sub 2-5 ERA, and Cooper King leading the team in batting average, I believe, at 3-2-3. So you've got two guys that not only hit the ball well, but pitch, you know, on top of that, and are two aces if you would count them as a 1-A and one a and 1-B almost. Uh, you, you, you thought that there might be some drop-off with Caleb Geiswhite leaving from White House Heritage to Belmont as a senior, but really those two guys have sparked them on the mound. Absolutely. In baseball, you know, one pitcher can make you a good team, but you need more than that. And White House Heritage definitely has that this season. Um, Looking at my final one thing, uh, we had another successful Donnie Everett Classic over this past weekend. Uh, There were some games that had to be canceled and moved due to rain um, because, you know, that's just how it's been the last couple weeks here in uh, Middle Tennessee. Lots of lots of weather, but they were still able to get lots of games in. Uh, I know this is, a, this is a tournament that means a lot to this community. It's been really cool being able to uh, watch this event take place the last couple of years uh, that I've been here. Um, and obviously, a great namesake, uh, Donnie Everett, one of the all-time greats here from uh, Middle Tennessee in Clarksville. Um, obviously, very tragic what happened to him, but it's very cool that they're able to have this tournament in his honor. So uh, it, it was great for them to have another very good Donnie Everett Classic this season. Absolutely. And, you know, on a lighter note, you mentioned the rain. And outside of Trent Miller's 18 strikeout performance against White House yesterday, I was going to name the weather as my player slash performance of the week. Um, <laughs> but, you know, last night just... The rain had a lot of shutouts. Yeah. Yes, it did. It, it really took over. It was dominant in a couple of games this week. But, you know, Trent Miller with Greenbrier on the mound. Complete game. Shutout. 18 strikeouts faced 26 batters in an 8-0 win over White House. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a kid strike out that many players before. There, there comes a point where you don't think it's just a play or the opposing team kind of getting impatient on at-bats. At some point, it is the player putting on an absolute show. And Trent Miller just really looked dominant last night. Those are prime Max Scherzer numbers, if you ask me. Um, speaking of uh, a complete game shutout with a heck of a lot of strikeouts, 
uh, Clarksville pitcher Ryan Murphy as part of the Donnie Everett Classic. They host uh, Tease Valley from Ohio, so way out of state, two states over, uh, in fact. Uh, he threw a complete game shutout against them with 14 strikeouts, so not quite 18, but that is still a really good performance. Um, he's not their ace this year. That would be Brody Lanham, but for a guy who's their second or third pitcher to have that kind of game, it's extremely encouraging for CHS, and he was just absolutely dominant in that game. Well, you really want to see young players and young pitchers show out, uh, especially whenever you're talking about a team like Clarkson. We talked to Brian Hedlund last week, and you know, for, to have some younger mm-hmm. guys kind of step up either at the plate or on the mound, and 14 strikeouts is stepping up in a big way. Brady, what do you got for your game yeah. of the week? Well, I'm going to be staying at CHS for this one. Uh, we're going to be talking about Clarksville softball again. Uh, they're going to be facing Rossview, who is a much improved team this season. Um, they're looking really good with uh, new head coach Marcus Ratcliffe. Um, they played on. Uh, they also played a really close game against Springfield. Um, that game was, I believe, five nothing. Um, so still very close, um, especially compared to kind of what they've had in the last couple of years. Rossview hasn't necessarily been. On the, and that same level as Clarksville and Springfield, but uh, this could be a chance for them to show that, hey, they, they're right there with uh, starting pitcher Lauren Snyder and a uh, really good, solid, young lineup. Well, at this point of the season, you've either, either got rivalry games, district matchups, or both, and I think that's definitely mm-hmm. a combination of all three there. And, and you know, I, I've got a district matchup. I had a district matchup last week as my game of the week, but we're going to go Greenbrier, White House Heritage, boys soccer on Thursday. Greenbrier still one loss on the year. They're looking really, really impressive with a new head coach after John Paul Wood departed after an 11-win season last year. So a lot of great goalkeeping on their squad, a lot of great defense so far, but we'll see if they can keep it up against a squad that won District 9 AA in White House Heritage last year. Absolutely. And of course, that's weather permitting because <laughs> everything is right now. Lots of thunderstorms. It makes for a good night's sleep, but it doesn't make for great competition on, on a soggy field. But um, I believe that will wrap it up for this week's MSP North podcast. Uh, I think we uh, had a great show this week, bringing in some football along with some of our spring sports flair. Um, that'll, yeah, that, that'll do it. Um, so Blaine. Thank you for uh, another great week. Um, I'm Brady Mechton, and we will talk to you guys next week. Talk to you. This has been the MSP North Podcast with your host, Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller covering high school sports in Montgomery and Robertson Counties. Follow Brady on Twitter at Brady underscore MSB and Blaine at sports underscore BK and always online at MainStreetPreps.com. The MSP North Podcast is a Main Street Media production.